Good evening. And if you're just tuning in, you are listening live to 105.3. Hang on, guys. I'm trying to share this and it did not want to cooperate. Usually I can do it before. I'll put live now. There we go. Okay, good. Just so I can share it to Facebook. Anyways, you're listening to 105.3 and 107.7 out of the beautiful city of New Orleans, Louisiana to UFO Paranormal Radio Network, otherwise known as United Public Radio Network or just um, UPRN. And this is the Angel Rock, and I'm your host, Laura Lee Podfin. Obviously, I am a host on the network of this show, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself in just a minute. And I'm also a co-host of a secondary show on Thursday nights with my good friend and amazing medium as well, David Hansel, with The Thing at the Foot of the Bed on Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. My name is Laura Lee Potvin. Like I said, I am a Canadian spiritual medium, crystal Reiki energy healer, Akashic Records practitioner, spiritual teacher, and mentor. I'm a budding animal communicator, very well-versed in near-death experiences and the extreme paranormal, as well as I would consider myself a light worker, and I am a registered nurse. A few little housekeeping things, and I'm going to say hi to everybody popping in here. I'm glad you could join me. First things, my guest, unfortunately, she was in such a panic. She, I don't always check my email, and when I do a lot of things as can happen with Gmail goes into spam. So Spirit told me yesterday, I always check in with my guests usually the day of the show, told me early yesterday morning, like 4 a.m. kind of thing, I was still up. And I saw her email. So she's going to reschedule. I believe she's coming in at the end of March. But I thought, hey, that's okay. We don't get to do this too often anymore. We're going to hang out together and talk about what y'all want to talk about. And I've got a few things lined up. Uh, but if you like what you see, please like, share, and subscribe. Tell all your friends and family. There's something for everybody here on this network. We stream multiple shows daily, seven days a week. And when we're not streaming live, the archive server randomly picks shows over the last 25 years to stream. And we have all kinds of hosts with different types of shows. We have new hosts that have been joining the network. So there's something really for everybody here. We also have our own TV channel. Uh, so if you'd like to watch this on your TV, you head over to Roku and you're going to go to the channel store. You're going to search for UFO space P is in paranormal. There's a drop down list. We're about the third or fourth one down and you're looking for UFO space paranormal and United public radio. And you click on there and that's where you can watch us. Many of our shows stream to Roku over on our channel. Now I cannot see the comments on Roku just so you know. Uh, so I hope you'll join us there. I am streaming this show there now. I used to stream the thing at the foot of the bed, but I decided to switch it up. And now we've got the angel rock over there for a little while. Also, what do I if you want to join in the comments, I'm going to call everybody out over here in a minute. I always say without all of you, I would just be talking to myself and or one of my very good friends and talking about some of the topics we talk about. But you are all what make this what it is. So thank you for being here always. Um, as you know, this show, even if I do have a guest and the thing at the foot of the bed are very audience participative. We have an incredibly powerful uh, very intelligent and well-versed audience. They ask great questions, make great comments, and uh, just make this show what it is. So if you want to join in the comments, because 80% of our audience is audio only, and just so y'all know, this network goes out to every single country in the world. So I always tell guests, even though you may just see Facebook and YouTube, 
and we may not see big numbers there. We stream anywhere, and we're talking when it comes to podcasts and talk radio, anywhere you can possibly think of, even the most obscure apps, and um, including the big ones like Spotify, Spreaker, iTunes, SoundCloud, Podbean, just to name a few. And those where you can always find the replays. And if you're watching this on video, there's always a video replay. So if you want to join in the conversation where you can head over to is UFO Paranormal and United Public Radio on Facebook and YouTube. We're streaming there. We're also streaming to my YouTube channel, which is the Angel Rock with Laura Lee Potvin. I've just shared the show to my Facebook profile, Laura Lee Potvin. We are streaming on Canada's Most Haunted. Uh, where else are we streaming? I think News on the Flip Side and UFO Undercover. And last, we're streaming over in my Instagram profile. So I am not purposely ignoring anybody that pops in over on Instagram. It's a newer feature to StreamYard, which we do our shows through. So I do try to pop over there. So if you want to join the conversation, I would say the easiest and best way is to head over to one of the YouTube channels I mentioned. That's the easiest. So let me say without further ado, hello to everybody. We've got our, our usual crew here. So hang on. Let me start at the top. Let's see. And oh, I should say I am in Canada, even though we're we are uh, coming to you live from New Orleans, Louisiana, and our I'll say this in quotations, illustrious government, one of them in the past has decided, I think this came about about probably 15 years ago, decided that we didn't have enough long weekends or bank holidays, as they say over in Europe, between Christmas and New Year's and Easter. So they decided that we had to have a long weekend. So today is a holiday in Canada. It's called are you ready for it? And if you're listening, I'm putting in quotation marks, family day. So uh, yes, everything is closed here today. But of course, I'm still going to be here because I love hanging out with all of you. All right, let's say hi to everybody here. I'm going up, I'm going up. So we got Zsun Dragon, who is a fellow Canadian. So he's on a holiday today, I'm sure. That's Kevin, as we know him with his quote unquote muggle name. We've got Diane Brighton, who I also believe is in Canada too, if I'm not mistaken. So happy Canada Day. Uh, we've got Halfway Paranormal, which is Dylan. And I've been on his podcast. You need to check his out. Uh, it's awesome. And I really enjoy i enjoyed being a guest on his show so we've got again diane brighton we've got cindy simpson we've got mary erickson jonathan keyworth who has jk47 paranormal so you may want to check his podcast out on tuesdays i believe he streams on facebook and youtube hang on i'm strolling 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 and scrolling down yes dylan came in on facebook dylan robinson is who he is howie odell please be sure to check out Howie Odell's Riff Nation Network. He also streams on Facebook and YouTube. He has the Orion Effect. I've been a guest on that show with my co-host David before. And uh, I believe we're going to be guests in March, if I'm not mistaken, on his show again with his amazing co-host Rhonda. So looking forward to that. And uh, like I say, he's got a great network and he really supports UPRN. So we like to do the same for our fellow 
creators of their own shows and podcasts. And of course, we have Carrie Lynn Shellhorn, who I absolutely adore. She's an incredibly talented medium, very gifted. She's a paranormal investigator. She's a fellow Canadian. So happy Canada Day, Carrie Lynn. You guys, don't forget to check out her podcast. She has an amazing podcast on this network, Spirit Switchboard, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Fridays. She always has the best guests. And uh, we have a little challenge between the two of us going on. I won't, I won't say what that challenge is, except that we're encouraging each other, not really a challenge, to go for it. People we think might never say yes to us being a guest on the show. And uh, we're going to see what happens. So you guys, if you're behind that, put some good juju out for both of us because we're going to make it happen somehow, some way. And when it does, we'll let you know exactly exactly how it came out and how it came out to play. So hang on, I'm scrolling down here. We got Kathy Hanley Little. Oh, it's, I thought it was President's Day, Mary Erickson. I thought I had seen that in the US. So is it a holiday? I wasn't sure. I know it's kind of a holiday because it's the same as you have Memorial Day, the weekend in May after we have the May long weekend or Victoria Day in Canada. And I know for Remembrance Day, which is Canadian, I guess, Memorial Day, we have it November the 11th. And the government stuff is closed, but stores and such can remain open. So, oh, so Kevin says, I am always off on Mondays, but today at least I get paid to stay home. Oh, that's awesome. I know I'd seen your comment on my post there. So that's good. Yeah, because I know you work on Thursdays because you're, if you're able to usually pop in the last few minutes of the thing at the foot of the bed and then you rewatch the replay. So, uh, Carrie Lynn, I adore you, Laura Lee. Good juju vibes. That's right, Carrie Lynn. We're going to make this happen and I'm not giving any more away because we're not going to, we're not going to jinx it. But when, when we make it happen, we'll let y'all know how it happens. But you guys have to check her out. I love her show. <laughs> I love everybody on our network. We really do have great hosts. And I know I would say probably 90%. Some of the newer hosts I haven't met yet, but I will. I will. We have uh, staff meetings and such, so I will I will get to meet them. So hi, Julie Evans. Welcome. Cindy Simpson says positive energy vibes. Yes, absolutely. So I ended up downloading a couple clips and I thought, I'm not sure what one to start with. I think I'll start with the positive one. And the other one's not negative, but it's spooky. So let me check out Instagram here and make sure we're not missing. We've got John Williams, uh, 44. Hi. So if I haven't said hello yet on Instagram, please head over to the Angel Rock with Laura Lee Potvin on YouTube, or you can go to UFO Paranormal Radio on YouTube, because then we'll be able to see your comments, John. I appreciate you joining me on Instagram. It's just uh, StreamYard has not integrated uh, Instagram comments over here yet. So, and Kevin says, I watch and like all Carrie Lynn shows on the replays, I am not at work during those lives. I know she has a best guest. She really does. And she's such an amazing host. But like I said, all of our hosts are amazing. So I ended up treating myself to one of these things. This is a new big thing out there, the Stanley Cups. And isn't that funny, right? If you're a hockey fan, 
we we do watch some hockey i'm not a big hockey fan but my partner Dell is and uh, these are called stanley cups and apparently they are the big rage so if you guys have been following me for a while you know i love resin so i happen to be seeing the latest thing with these cups and I ordered molds for them. They're the cutouts, I guess, on top. You can put people's names and put a little charm down below. So I'm working on those. I have not, I am really trying to get that store ready, you guys, and get it out. I also got today, I meant to bring it upstairs. I have a big mold for this. And it looks like, kind of like a butterfly, kind of like a moth. But it's actually a whole skull. Um, incorporated into the piece and you can hang it on a wall or you know put it on your desk or whatever but I happened to notice a couple days ago they've now come out with the pendant mold and the earrings so I was going to try and get them made before because I have little tricks of the trade to harden resin it usually takes uh, 24 hours and I can get it done in two hours but I got busy doing other things so maybe on Thursday I'll try and wear them and bring them I will really try and I'll show you guys I think it'll be pretty cool so let's start people are messaging me they always forget Mondays that it's a busy day today so hang on I had this all loaded up here Okay, let's see. I'm going to start this. This is just kind of a positive. Um, I don't want you to talk yet, Dr. Joe, or whatever your name is. This is a cool, kind of a cool little story that showed up on my feed today. I was looking for things to talk about. Not that I'm at a loss for words, <laughs> obviously. And um, I went, oh, what a cool story, because I'm writing three books. And one of them, I am collecting stories from nurse, fellow nurses as well as um, first responders. And one of my guests, she's usually here. I'm sure she'll pop in here. Usually when I say her name, she does. Julie Jean Bassett, amazing animal communicator and shamanic practitioner. You guys have to check her out. She's helped with my own cat. I took my animal communication course with her, the beginner one, and she's also helped personally with shamanic um, healing. I will be going back to her. She was the one that suggested this. What about a death doula? Now, if you've never heard of a death doula, I think it's a terrible name. And if I could go back to work, that is something I would definitely look into training to become. And what it is, is you are there in the capacity to not only support the person who is transitioning from this lifetime, as I call it, back home, but the family as well. And they're there at the bedside when people pass. And the book I'm writing is about the incredible, miraculous, unexplainable things we would the bedside as somebody transitions from this lifetime into the next. So it's interesting that this is a doctor who has a story Sorry, guys, I have Facebook open to show you guys all this and someone's messaging me. So this is the first one. This is Dr. Joe, apparently. I think that's his name. And I don't usually follow him. I do now. And he's telling the story of a little girl who fell in the family pool and was not breathing when she came into the ER. It's not a sad story. It's a good story. So I'm going to play it for you. As you all know, I have to make it bigger um, Carrie Lynn and I were fooling around with this one day trying to figure it out. She may have figured it out already. I'm still working on it. It does not work on my computer unless I, I make it bigger with my, um, after I start playing. So hang on. It's a minute and 30 seconds. Years ago, I was working in the ER and paramedics brought in a 
five-year-old girl who drowned in the family swimming pool. She had no signs of life and they were doing CPR. We got her back to the ER room, continued <coughs> CPR, I placed a breathing tube. And fortunately, after about 10 minutes, we got her pulse and blood pressure back. Her parents arrived and they were extremely distraught, especially the dad. He was saying, it's all my fault. It's all my fault. I said, no, sir. It was just an accident trying to reassure him. He said, you don't understand. When I was a child, I went to stay with my grandparents. They told me not to go down to the riverbed. I did anyways. I got in trouble, screamed for help. My grandpa ran out of the house, dove in the river, and he saved my life. But he lost his that day. First, I killed my grandpa. Now I almost killed my daughter. Again, I tried to reassure him. The child was admitted up to the pediatric ICU. A few days later, I heard she was doing great, so I went up to visit her. They'd removed the breathing tube, and so I was attempting to talk with her. I was saying, do you remember me? She said, no. I said, do you remember the nurses? No. And then she says, out of the blue, I remember Sam. And I said, who's Sam? She said, I don't know. And I said, well, what does Sam look like? She said, he's wearing a hat and a funny jacket. About this time, the dad starts <coughs> punching on his phone, and he comes over and pulls up a picture from Facebook, and he goes, is that Sam? And she goes, yeah, that's him. That's Sam. The dad turns to us and goes, oh, my God, that's my grandpa. So his grandpa, who had died 25 years prior, saving his life, was there during the resuscitation when we were saving hers. Chills to this very day. Hang Years on, ago, I was working smaller. in the ER and paramedics brought in a... So what an incredible story. Is that not high case in Lee? Before we talk about that, uh, I want comment on Diane Brighton here. She says transition support sounds better than death doula. That sounds morbid. I agree 100%. But that is actually what the profession is called. If you look it up, that's what it's called. I had a problem with the name too, Diane. Um, having worked, I always say I've been there hundreds of times at the beginning of life. Having worked in the uh, neonatal intensive care unit or the NICU, and then when I worked out in the community, I did a lot of high tech stuff. I set up their IV programs or central line programs. I did a lot of teaching. I set up, I developed and taught at our community college for fellow nurses, a community uh, diploma course. But the thing that was most rewarding for me, and I say, I always feel so deeply honored to have been a part of a person who would be admitted to my program, usually at the beginning when they were ill, and you'd follow them throughout, throughout however long it took, and they'd have received a terminal diagnosis and chosen to, to die at home. And um, that's one of the reasons why, like I said, um, I, I would love to go back and be a, a death doula. Now, there was no such thing at that time, so I used to go out, I used to run an area, and if I got a call at three in the morning, um, I would give my number to the family and I would go. I never got paid for it. I did it on my own because you really got very close and very attached and you would be there supporting the family as well as the patient. So I agree, it definitely is a very morbid title, but that I think it's modeled after a birth doula. It's usually a, not always, well, I've mostly seen women that do it, that go in to support a birthing person I have to be careful with the wording nowadays, but a birthing person who is about to deliver their child and they're there to work usually in tandem with a, I've seen a midwife, but sometimes the hospital setting is allowing them and they go in to support the mother and the partner in the best ways that they can. So hang on, let me go a little higher up here. We'll get rid of 
uh, remove it. And once they get rid of remove that comment, we've got some more. So Carrie Lynn says, I love those kind of stories, truth bumps, goosebumps. I agree 100%. And the reason why I chose to start it with that is I believe 100% beyond a shadow of a doubt, having had an, a near-death experience or NDE myself as a toddler, I don't remember a lot. But when somebody starts to talk about their experience, it's literally like a movie starts playing. I can see it. I can experience it again, what I experienced. Plus, I've studied it professionally and personally for over 40 years. So I've heard some incredible stories. But I chose to kind of start it out with that because here's the doctor talking about this in the emergency room. And this little one is telling the doctor what they experienced when they weren't breathing. So I would, it could have been an OBE out of body experience. I believe it was probably a near death experience if that child was on a ventilator in the PICU, as we would call it, or pediatric intensive care unit, they, they weren't breathing. And, you know, their own grandfather, I guess it would be their great grandfather, because it was her father's grandfather showed up and helped her obviously not transition back home, but she came back with proof that there is an afterlife, if you will. So I thought it was such a, a cool story to, to start with. Hi, Liam Morgan. He says, um, that's one of the reasons why they said I follow that doctor on social media. And he's a very caring and intelligent person trying to get the truth out there about anything. Well, the interesting thing is there are more and more healthcare professionals. I don't know if any of you, I talked a little bit about this last week with my fellow Thunder Bay, I where I live, who now lives in Australia, has lived there for 40 years. I had no idea he had been born, lived in my city where I live now and have lived my whole life for 30 years and went to Australia. He had become a lawyer at 30 years of age and couldn't get a job and took a contract over in Australia and ended up being there 40 years later. And we found out like a minute before we went live last week that he's from my city. Like, what are the chances? My city has 100,000 people. There are like, what, almost 8 billion people in the world. And to find out, it's just so mind blowing. And I don't think there are any coincidences. Anyways, we were talking about near death experiences last week. So um, my point is, he had mentioned Dr. Eben Alexander. And if you haven't heard of him, look him up. It's a pretty cool story. Um, he was a neuro, very well-known neurosurgeon in the U.S. And as he tells the story, he ended up uh, coming down with a very virulent case of meningitis and ended up having a near-death experience because of it. Prior to his experience, he was, he was an avowed atheist, which means he believed there was nothing, nothing beyond this life, no higher power, no nothing. And now... He no longer works as a doctor. He's written books, he lectures, he travels around the world and shares his experience and the knowledge he gained during that NDE with the rest of the world. So that's another doctor out there that's talking about different things. Diane says, I have a friend in the USA that is a volunteer to uh, support the dying alone. Oh, what a beautiful, what a beautiful soul because that, it's not an easy field to work in but it's very, very rewarding. And I can't even imagine what that would be like to be alone going through something like that. So bless your friend's heart for doing that. Um, 
And Diane then added, great story. That is how NDE happens. Kevin says, guardian angels often look over grandchildren. And Kevin said, great share. Thank you. Howie says, hello, hello, Liam and Kaysen. And then, um, hang on, Carrie Lynn then said, that was a great connection with your guest last week. Same, uni yeah, same university too. Carrie Lynn, yeah, he went to the same university. And I was talking about my area when I went out to work in the community, when I was leaving the hospital working in the NICU, I almost didn't take the job because it was in the most dangerous low income part of the city. I had never really even been in that part of the city except driving. And I worked for a very old organization here in Canada called the VON. I always used to joke and say it stood for very old nurses. <laughs> it didn't. I was in my mid-20s <laughs> to uh, just before 30 when I worked there. And uh, it stands for the Victorian Order of Nurses. But it was one of the most rewarding, life-changing experiences I ever had working in that area for three years I was very angry because they did switch us around after so many years i was so angry with my supervisors when they took my area away because you know you develop a rapport with people and things but it was a very dangerous area anyways my guest last week douglas he knew what i was talking about because our city used to be named two different names uh port arthur where i live now is in the north end of the city and fort william which is the south end of the city. So they were two separate cities and they amalgamated in the 70s. Anyways, long story short, my guest from last week, Douglas, was a cab driver in the dangerous part of the city. So he knew exactly what I was talking about. <coughs> um, so, oh, Kaysen's saying hi to Howie. Diane said she speaks of shared death experience for both her and the person transitioning. Okay, well, thank you for that. So now the other one I have. Now this this video clip's kind of going a little bit viral. This is off of TikTok. Now this woman has a channel where she talks about the paranormal and spooky stories. There's one I've seen of her explaining. She's got a very lovely Southern accent and talks about her brother having an experience which she deems a skinwalker. And it's an interesting story to listen to. She doesn't have anything to back it up. She's a good storyteller. But this actually happens in her own home. So I had seen it last week. And then this came up in my feed. I was just taking a look around to sort of see what was out there. And it's somebody explaining what this woman experiences and actually catches on video. And I'd love to talk about some of the some of the things that she suggests that you have to do. You'll see what I'm talking about when I share it. I, I have to say, I can't necessarily agree. I'm glad that what she did worked for her. Hang on, I've got to get over here and open this. That might help. Hang on, guys. Um, but I can't necessarily agree with what she was. So she, this woman, her name is Morgan Lambert. She is actually... Um, telling the story and the girl's name on TikTok, who this happened to, her name, it's Tiff's Ghost Talk on TikTok. 
And she's got some interesting stories. And like I said, she's had some interesting paranormal experiences herself. We got Paul Bannister Medium over on Instagram. Hi, welcome. I'm not purposely ignoring you. Just comments don't show up, show up on the main StreamYard page. So if you'd like to join the conversation, Paul, we'd love to have you. I've already said to John Williams 44 as well, if you're still there, please head over to YouTube. You can go to UFO Paranormal Radio and united public or if you just look up ufo paranormal radio it'll show up or the angel rock with laura lee puff and you'll find us and when you comment there we will be able to see your comments so hang on let's get facebook up here there we go share got so many buttons to share here guys usually when i have a guest or a second person it's a little easier so Let's see. Okay, there she is. So let's start this. I'll see how long this is. It's a little bit longer. It's two minutes and 32 seconds, but I'd like to share it because I'd love to hear your thoughts. And I want to make it clear after we discuss this, I am not bashing her in any way. And if this worked for her, I say all the more power to you, whatever works for you. But um, I got to say, I don't necessarily agree that I would give this advice to everybody, but here we go. So I'm going to start playing. This is single-handedly the most that I have ever been tagged in a scary video on here. And with good reason, because I experienced almost the exact same thing and it is terrifying. So let's get into it. So while cleaning her house, one of my mutuals on here hears a door slam followed by her own voice saying, hello, hey, something along those lines. So she pulls out her phone and starts telling her experience and says, I'm going to try to see if I can catch it again because that was terrifying. And as she is talking about this experience. I'm trying to wait and see if it does it again because I'm a nervous laugher. So. Hello. Hang on one sec, guys. I talked. Right I do have advice because I did get hours to leave me alone. It is after my husband's. I'm going to replay that because I talked right when it happened. So I want you guys to be able to hear this. So sorry for replaying. But and she says, I'm a nervous laugher. It's the whole clip on her page isn't quite as long as this, but it, it'll give us more to discuss with the what this girl's talking about. So just let me restart it here. Hello. I do have advice because I did get hours to leave me alone. It is after my husband. So that's a whole other thing, but I do have advice. I want to talk about the voice for a second though, because it has the same cadence. I think that's the word. The voice sounds enough like you to get your attention or to get the attention of whoever it's trying to grab, meaning literally and metaphorically. It sounds flat. It sounds emotionless. It sounds like it's trying a bit too hard to sound like you. I've had something follow me around pretending to be my husband for years. I have heard this thing. I've had actual conversations with it thinking it's my husband. I have caught this thing on camera. And the only thing that got it to leave me alone was a cord cutting ritual and extreme ignoring. But now that it's left me alone, meaning it doesn't come to me pretending to be my husband, it has now flipped around. I assume it's the same one flipped around, went to my husband and pretends to be me. My husband hears me a lot. He will see me. He has caught weird stuff on camera that I haven't even shared here because people are not the nicest on here when it comes to that. But yeah, 
I mean, it's still happening. And I've told him a few times, I'm like, hey, you're going to have to get the time and energy to do a cord cutting ritual because literally nothing else is going to work. So that is my advice here too. Outside of if you're not comfortable doing a cord cutting ritual, you could have someone do it for you or just extreme ignoring. Just pretending you don't hear anything, not acknowledging it. If you talk about it, do it like outside of where it's happening. And yeah, that was the only thing that helped me. Mimics are terrifying and I honestly just wish they would stop. I wish they would just stop doing what they do. But here we are. They're terrifying. This is single hand. Okay, let me just close this, guys. Hang on. We will close all this here. Stop sharing. Okay. So for those of you who might just be joining in or hopefully you could hear or see this well enough. This was kind of going viral from this girl's, I think it's Tiff's Haunted, did it say Tales or Stories? And it's actually longer. She's, she's filming because she's home alone. Not the girl that's telling the story. The girl that says I'm the nervous laugher. And she's home alone. And she hears a voice that sounds identical to hers that say, yeah, we're going to talk about that casing. Hi, Julie Jane Bassett. I knew you'd show up. I said, I said your name earlier. <laughs> she says, hi, Laura Lee and everyone. Uh, Kaysen says, some people say cord cutting is not good. Why is that? We're going to talk about that in just a sec. So back to Tiff. Her name's Tiffany. So what happened? She's home alone. I got distracted there for a sec. Sorry. It's almost like squirrel. What? What? And she, as the story goes, she says she hears this voice that sounds identical to her saying hello. So as soon as she hears this, she gets kind of freaked out. She starts recording. And so she doesn't catch it that quickly. There's a good probably minute or so. She wasn't expecting to hear it because she keeps apologizing, saying, I'm a nervous laugher. I laugh when I'm when I'm nervous and all of a sudden clear as a bell, you hear hello and she's terrified. Now I haven't checked back on her own channel to see what the follow-up was with this, but it's pretty freaky when it happens. I've been through this before. The clip I showed you that showed up today, I forgot what her name was. I'll have to look at it here. Give me a second. I'll find what her name is. Um, she was reporting on this and this is what I thought would be a good topic for discussion because I, I can't say that I agree with this girl. Her name's Morgan Lambert. And again, I am not dissing her. I'm not saying she's wrong. I'm just going to give you some food for thought because this Morgan shares this Tiffany's clip and starts talking about that this girl needs to be doing cord cutting. First of all, case and yes, I have seen some people say cord cutting is not good. But remember, and you guys have heard me share this many times, it comes from spirit. What we perceive becomes what we believe and it becomes our reality, which means if you believe cord cutting is not good, more than likely it's not good, right? If you believe it works and it works, simple as that, right? But to tell people that you need to cord cut, for example, this Morgan saying this female spirit that she's calling a mimic. Now, I don't know everything in the world, but I do know with cord cutting, you usually know who you're doing the cord cutting with. Because when you're doing cord cutting, and for those of you that maybe haven't heard of it, if you get down to the theory that everything is energy, which it is, 
including our thoughts, our emotions, our words, so are our interactions with other human beings. Okay, so the more deeper we are connected to another human being, and we could have this with animals, we could have it with other things, yes. It's the deeper and thicker cords that we develop, and it's like an energetic connection, if you will. So, and I have used cord cutting myself. I have suggested it for people that have, for example, I've talked to somebody about it that has, for example, a an ex that after 10 years, all of a sudden starts showing up again and you can't get rid of them. It can hurt to do cord cutting. So how I've always been taught to do cord cutting and I'm very visual. So I will visualize the cords. And I would think that if you've had a relationship with someone, you're probably going to be having some emotional attachments. You could have them in the back. You could have them all over. I work with Archangel Michael and I ask Archangel Michael to use his sword to cut those cords that no longer serve me or the other person involved. And then what I do is I end up having working with Archangel Raphael and asking, including with Archangel Michael, to heal where the cuts have been made and for both of us, basically. And I'm really simplifying this. But to cord cut when you don't know what you're dealing with, I guess you could do it, but how do you know you have an energetic attachment? Now, to me, my choice would be to utilize... Um, protection, if you will, like to be, make sure I'm very grounded as well as utilizing protective measures around myself, I guess, because how would you know you've developed an energetic attachment to something? Now, maybe they've developed an energetic attachment to you. Yes, that could be true. And again, I don't know everything, but to me, I would think using protection would work better as well as clearing the energy, raising the vibration in the house, um, like attracts like energy. So if something, whether if it's causing you some issues, and she said there's a story behind this, that this female, for lack of a better word, entity wants her husband, I would say that it's not necessarily good intentions, right? Anybody that wants your partner, whether they're physical or not, I would think wouldn't necessarily be something all full of love and light. But my point is, it just didn't make sense to me to be telling people that you have to cord cut. I don't know. I'd love to hear your thoughts about that. Because to me, I don't know. Maybe I mean, obviously it worked for her, but she believed it would work and she believed in it, right? And she also said, that now that she has ignored this, which I agree with, because where attention goes, energy flows. So she ignored this entity. And now supposedly it switched over to her husband. And she said, well, you need to find the time to do a cord cutting. But just before that, she had said that if you don't know how to do a cord cutting, you could have someone else do it for you. So if he's too busy or whatever's going on, could she not have gotten permission from him and done it for him I don't know I'm not out to judge her here it just it didn't make a lot of sense to me it just sort of seemed a little bit more fear inducing because I have had a mimic in my house and in my previous home 
we called her the female shapeshifter. Uh, she would, I would hear my kids calling me upstairs when my kids were at their dad's years ago or my partner at the time, um, his voice or he'd hear me. Um, and then it would take my form and it would, it had, I remember we're both Nighthawks, my partner Dell and I, and he was up in the kitchen the old, of the old house at three in the morning and he had his back to the back door and steps. He was, cause the countertop was there. He was making a sandwich and all of a sudden our bedroom was in the basement. He came flying down the stairs. He goes, did you just run upstairs and smack me twice across the shoulder really hard? And I'm like, what? I said, first of all, it's like, four o'clock in the morning and I, I was being kind of sarcastic and I said well you have better hearing than I do you know you've been to a gazillion more concerts than I have but he does I said you would have heard me coming up the stairs plus why would I come upstairs run upstairs smack you across the shoulder uh, shoulder twice and run back downstairs and third of all I've never hit or touched physically in the way of being violent with anybody, including even my children, for God's sakes, let alone yourself. And so when I asked him all this and said all this, I said, why would you say this to me? He said, well, something smacked me super hard in the shoulder, so hard that my head actually smacked into the cupboard. And when I spun around, it was the exact version of you right down to your hair down in the back, what you were wearing. I go, okay, so what did this mysterious me do and he said that he couldn't see the face but it just made a beeline turn the corner like it was going to go downstairs and he said it disappeared i said well i don't know how to disappear either so it wasn't me anyways uh and i did say this and it's ha it happened twice to him where it mimicked me so we did have a mimic in our house so i'd been through this myself so it was pretty pretty interesting the advice that this girl was giving and again it wasn't coming from a judgmental perspective it was from a discussion perspective I know y'all are pretty pretty knowledgeable and I'd love to hear your thoughts like maybe some people out here might think it's a good idea to do cord cutting and I'd love to hear it so I'm going to read some of your comments I see Michelle from Australia is here welcome Michelle I know she is probably getting ready for work so let me see if I missed her. She said, good day all. Kevin says, I would not suggest for someone to say cut cords that bind the person would have to ask for cords to be cut between them and some other, but I would not suggest they do it unless they ask about it. Yeah, that's, that's sort of what I felt like you're kind of blindly cutting the cords to something that do you even really know that this is actually a female entity? Because you really, the way I always say this, if you are dealing with something that say is very old, what was in my house, the main entity was very old. I always say we're one little human and something that's been around since the beginning of time or even before time was a thing. We're one tiny little human. Now can energetically we feel something, but yeah, but if it's been around for eons, do you, I always thought, do you think it can't project the energy of coming across as a female or showing itself as female or male or whatever it wants to show you, right? And I've seen so many weird, strange, unexplainable things as most of us have in this world that that's always been my thought. If it's something old, I don't know, it's got way more experience on this planet than I do in this one human life at this time. And I don't remember all my past lives. Uh, so Kaysen says, um, 
I've heard if anything mimic it's a non-human entity. I would tend to agree with you. Now, again, I don't know everything and there could be some people maybe that would disagree with me. And that's where I was going. I didn't finish that thought with Kevin. To me, so you're thinking you're dealing with a female entity that wants your husband, supposedly. I would need more information from this story. But to me, you're cutting something blindly in a way, I kind of feel. And I don't know. I just would think that maybe I'm just more comfortable with energy for dealing with energy that like attracts like energy of raising the vibration in the house of putting up extra protection, making sure you're super grounded. Right. I don't know. Like I said, I'm going to go through here and see what your comment. I thought it was an interesting topic for discussion nonetheless. So Diane says, I believe that empathetic pe uh, people can be deeply attached to, to others, best to cut cords as they can be drained by entity or person. True, but I guess where I was going with this, Diane, and I hear what you're saying and I agree 100%. Um, but how do you know what you're cutting the cord to is what I'm saying? I don't know. I guess when I'm dealing with the unknown and you're not really sure what this is, I don't know. Maybe maybe she was well-versed in this, but to me, you're cutting the cords, but do you know what you're cutting the cords to? And I'm not saying that it wouldn't be a good thing to do. I don't know. I just, I, I've just learned enough that if I'm not sure what I'm dealing with, I don't want to be, to me, I'm going to become, do what I know is uncomfortable with is what I'm saying. So I'm going to put up extra protection. I'm going to make sure, like I said, to go through the house. Like when I had activity here, what, a month ago, I went through, I cleared the whole house, top to bottom. Um, I, you know, there's many things you can do to raise the vibration in the house. But I will tell you, in my previous home, it didn't matter what we did. Nothing changed it. The only thing that changed it and stopped the physical activity was to understand that like attracts like energy. And I used to hate to hear this in the beginning that you've got to raise your vibration. And if I used to go, what the heck does raise your vibration mean? I obviously know now. And to bring the energy up in the house so you're no longer a match for something that's lower vibration there. Was there a portal open in the house? Yes. Did I have people try to close that portal? Yes. I don't know. The only thing I can think why this happened is having worked in the area that I did, did something have an attachment and follow me home? I don't know because I do know I would def definitely be fall under the empathetic person category. And I don't say that from an ego perspective. I, I really believe that. And you usually know if you are, never mind what you can feel, what you can pick up, that people get very can be very very drawn to you drawn to your energy they'll tell you your whole life story but you don't they don't know why they're telling you i have that happen a lot like normally what i do if i know i'm not going to have the time to spend um i will literally go in a store and just put my head down i i will pull my energy around me and just go do what i need to do it doesn't always work but um i do do that so let's see, um, Michelle, can you cut cords at anything negative? That's a good question, but I think that we can because if you're dealing with people that are psychic vampires or energy vampires, you're going to cut the cords. Uh, 
not everybody is all love and light and sending you love and light. Can you cut the cords with them? Yes. So I guess how I want to reword this is, I'm not saying it's a bad thing what she did. I just feel like, do you even do, you, are you really 100% sure with what you are dealing with as well as could there have been different measures that you've used? Maybe she has used those measures and they didn't work. I don't know. To me, I'd have to be 100% sure what I was dealing with and cutting the cords. And I thought, well, let's talk about it because I want to hear what you guys have to say. I, I'm open to hearing what you have to say. Like I keep saying, I don't know everything. So Julie, and Julie does journey with shamanic, uh, being a shamanic practitioner. So she said, I'm not sure cord cutting would remove the entity. Agreed. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. Yes. I think you need to trap it in a specialized crystal and send it to the light or wherever it wanted to go. That I could agree with. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. But you need to have someone that knows how to do that. Like say somebody like Julie, I've seen that done. Um, to me, and again, it's just me. My rule of thumb is if you're not 100% sure with what you are doing, find somebody that knows what they are doing and allow them to assist you if they are open to doing so. And the reason why I say that is if you've got a really fire hazard, say, in your home with your electrical, could you go on YouTube and watch some videos and hopefully fix it? Yep. But what would be better if you, especially if you're able to afford it or you have a friend that say is a certified ele electrician, whatever it may be, who would be the best to fix something like that? So you could have peace of mind and feel secure at night when you're sleeping that you and your family are safe and there's not going to be a fire is to have somebody that is a professional who does that every day. Now, again, that's just my rule of thumb, but I think that that's the only way you can get real peace of mind. And maybe that's what I wanted to say, Julie, and I'm so glad the way you worded it is. I don't think cord cutting would get rid of an entity. Could it uh, Could it cut the energetic attachment? I guess, if you're 100% sure with what you're cutting. Like, how do you even know that something like that developed cords? That's what I wanted to say. Like, how do you know? Even though everything's energy, do we even know how some things, even negative things, develop attachments? Is it with cords? These are the things that were going through my mind and why I wanted to ask it. Like, how do we know even how it's attached? Are you going to cause more problems? I don't know. But my point is that wouldn't be my first line of defense when dealing with something negative. And I have dealt with negative things. I And again, I'm not saying I have all the answers, but it's not going to get rid of it. Like she said, now the entity is now affecting her husband. So how, I guess maybe it stopped mimicking her, but now the issue has become her husband's problem. You haven't gotten rid of it. There are things you can do. Yes, you could do, you could put it in a crystal. There's, it depends, I think, on the person's practice and how they deal with these type of things. And the other thing I'm going to say, and please don't take me as that I'm ever judging anybody because I'm not. But I think that when we live in a duality on this planet, we can't just say that everything is positive and there is no negativity. Semantics may be in the way, in the way of, you know, everything's a demon you keep hearing on TV. I don't believe that. But I do believe that not everybody is running around 
in love and light. Also, I don't think people realize how powerful their words, their thoughts, and their emotions are. And there are a lot of twists. There's a lot of good people out there. Don't get me wrong. And a lot of love and a lot of kindness. But we have the opposite of that as well. So where I'm trying to go with this is I don't think we can just believe in positive angels and beings and everything else. And that there's not a counterbalance to that on the darker side, right? Because we would be completely out of kilter, completely out of balance. I think that's the way this dimension is set up. That even if you look at, say, angels and the seven different realms, I've seen seven, I've seen nine mentioned. But then if you do look at the dark side, there's almost an exact opposite, but very dark. So I don't believe that there's not, and you know, I've watched too many people's stories and connected with people. Not, very few of these people were ever looking for this type of experience. And um, again, I'm going to go back to my favorite boys. I'm going to go back to the Foreman brothers on, on a paranormal nightmare on Friday night, Saturday nights, so you should go live and they show you what they're filming live. And then they'll show you an episode on Friday nights. I think it's 8 PM Eastern. And you get to see what people are experiencing and they will then show you what they experience while they are filming. And the thing I love about Josh and Rocky and Sean is they don't go in there to stir things up because I see that happen a lot. And then they leave a family in a worse situation than before the team ever came in. They come in there, they document what they see. If this entity or entities have a message or something they're trying to get across and then they cleanse and clear the home they educate the family how to keep up the practice and they stay in touch they don't just leave them hanging that's why i really respect and, and love what they do so i'm going to keep going through the comments here you guys have got some great comments kevin says ancient courts can run deep past lives etc so it's hard to go up against that not knowing all that involves thank you you're wording this much better than i am kevin these are all the thoughts that are going through my head like how do we even know that it's attached through a cord is what i'm saying and again if it was going to get rid of it great if it worked awesome love it carry on with life great but it didn't get rid of it and including you know this tiffany where the story all started with this morgan reporting on it i mean what the heck's going on in her house like it looks like her channel just sort of started talking about spooky things and spooky experiences sort of she's had throughout her lifetime or her family has and all of a sudden you got something mimicking a voice in the background and i do believe by her face on that video if you watch the full video she was scared out of her wits by what was going on so mimics can be very terrifying um so julie says this is what i learned from alberto Villoto and the shamanic uh program that i took i agree and i've seen that done before with a crystal. Now, the one thing, well, it depends what you do with the crystal, but I also know, I don't know Alberto Veloto as well as you would, uh, Julie, but I know that he's not going to be leaving that crystal out somewhere where someone else can find it. So, and then Julie says, uh, yes, lots of protection first and being grounded. Absolutely. And then Diane Brighton says, in case of unknown or different, well, the problem is, I think, unless you know 100% what you're dealing with, and you guys are bringing up some really great 
you know, some really great things that I was thinking about wasn't able to put into words because I don't know. I mean, if it worked for her, great, but I don't think it really worked because it looks like it just shifted. Right. And it sounds like there's a lot more to that story. I do agree that, you know, not giving it attention, it stopped bothering her, right? Where attention goes, energy flows, but it didn't get, it didn't make it unknown. Plus, I believe that if you have an entity that really wants itself to be known, ignoring it is not going to make it go away. It'd be great if it did. <laughs> and it may work for, say, an earthbound spirit or something, but usually if somebody, I have, in my experience, has had paranormal activity, it does not go away with ignoring it. It usually starts out small and builds and builds and builds and builds and builds. So Kaysen says, many years ago, I used to watch the Discovery Channel till past midnight. Every night something bangs against the window. I don't know what it was to this day. Well, I got to tell you, okay, so talk about, I don't believe there's any coincidences in life. That guest Douglas that I had on at the end, he was speaking about there were people that had reported with their near-death experiences. They were always drawn to a particular time period. And one he was speaking about was in 1940s, and I believe it was during the war and the history and all. So when they had a near-death experience, their guide actually brought them back to that time period to experience a bit of it and learn more about it. And Douglas had said, if I ever do have a near-death experience, I would love to go back to the time of the Roman Colosseum. And I said, well, you don't have to have a near-death experience to do that. And he said, what do you mean? And I said, well, there's remote viewing. Little did I know, one of my very closest friends, we hadn't been discussing remote viewing, we hadn't talked about it or anything. What does she do? She sends me a six-hour interview with on remote viewing with Joe McMonagall. He was remote viewer 001 with Project Stargate with U.S. military fascinating interview fascinating interview but the reason why big long story to get here Kason, he was over i know you're not in the philippines i know you're over in sri lanka but he was over i believe it was thailand or the philippines and he talks about he's also had a near-death experience this guy they tried to take him out with poison like this guy's got fascinating stories. Like I said, it was a six hour plus interview and well worth it. And some of the things that he knew with remote viewing and really interesting, interesting guy. He still teaches, by the way, he, he hasn't got enough good to say about the Monroe Institute. Anyways, he was over during Vietnam in the war because he'd been in the military for many years and he had something that this is one of the attempts on his life that showed up and he had a gun. I'm making this much shorter. And he hit this look like a man three or four times. And this, there was no blood trail. This thing was up walking around like running away, I should say. And Joe McMoneagle, yeah, McMoneagle said, all I kept thinking was, oh my gosh, I'd love to have that guy's armor because he kept thinking it was armor. Anyways, I believe they were traveling through the Vietnam jungle. Maybe it was during Vietnam. It wasn't Thailand because he was all over. He had so many stories. 
Long story short, I think they ran into the chief of a village that had no human contact because they wanted to talk to the medicine man at the tribe to get more information about what had come in his his hut, what was trying to take him out, and why couldn't they take it down with the massive bang, bang, I'll say, because we're on YouTube, that couldn't take it down. And they said, well, our medicine man is quite ill right now. And I believe that I think they got a handful of the hair. Anyways, long story short, uh, the hair came back as like unknown dog or something. But the medicine man who was well into his 80s, indeed was very ill, hadn't got one hair left on his body, not on his head or anything, and had two bullet holes in the side of his body. And he ran into somebody over the years because I think he just turned 78. One other person who was reporting an experience like this. Now, Joe, does he say it was a spirit? No. He, to this day, has no idea what that was. My whole point is there are things out there that I don't think we know about that are from old magic, old world, old belief systems, old religious practices, if you will, paganism, what have you. That fascinated me, that story, because... He thought he was the only one. The interviewer even asked him, what did you think it was? And he said, well, I think it was a guy in a special type of armor, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, dude, really? This was back in the 70s, first of all. Second of all, how does an 80-something-plus-year-old shaman who hasn't got any hair on his body, is laying there with two bullet holes in his side yet, there's no way the guy could even walk outside his hut to go to the bathroom. Like there's no way. Plus how would you come up with this super powerful secret armor that somebody in the middle of a middle of a village that hasn't even got electrical power and is living in huts. Do you see where I'm going with this? So my whole point is Kason, I don't know. Something could be banging on your window. Yeah. You could, uh, did you try telling it to leave? And I don't mean it in an angry way in a fearful way, just saying, you need to leave, right? Just like I always say to people when I'm, you know, helping them with some paranormal stuff, I always say, would you put up with this with a human being doing this to you? No. And I say, well, what would you do about it? You know, they say, well, maybe I'll, I'd call the police. Okay, before you call the police, what would you do? And most people would say, knock it off, leave now, get off my property, whatever. Not getting angry but being very firm and using that voice and telling it to get the heck out. If it doesn't, yes, there are things that sometimes don't. Yes, sometimes there's some of the things we've talked about you can do. Or you may have to work with somebody who's used to dealing with that type of thing. Or sometimes we have unexplainable things that show up that there's no answer. I don't know what this thing was. I've never even heard of anything like this. But for two people that both had military experience in that neck of the woods, and it was sent to them, apparently. There's a whole bunch behind the story. But my point is, Kaysen, I do believe that things can travel. If it's energy, there is no space or time on the other side. So just because have I, I have heard of people that I know, for example, the paranormal files, if they're going to a place that is notoriously very active or is very notorious for very negative entities, because those are the kind of places they usually go to, they will give you a warning at the beginning of the video. 
to protect yourself. Make sure you are protected energetically. And people have reported having activity at their house. Now, I'm not trying to create fear here because I think we need to be respectful. And I think that knowledge is empowering. But there's no reason. I can't think why something couldn't really come through a TV, I guess, if it was meant to. It's an energy source, right? And if there is no space and time, just some thoughts on that. So I'm going to go through the rest of the comments here. So Michelle says, could you call your energy back um, that the entity has of you? Absolutely. And this is something else. I know Julie works with this kind of stuff, but I've also done this too in my practice with working with people that you can... Now, I don't do it like Julie does it, and you just go with what resonates with you, right? Depending on who you work with, is any one more effective or less effective than the other? No, but I have worked with people, say, if you've had a relationship or whatever that may be, that you can, you can call back the soul's pieces of your soul that maybe you've left with someone else, say, with a relationship or what have you. There's a lot more involved with it, but soul retrieval yes or soul peace retrieval yes you could do that and the other thing i always say to people and you guys always ask great questions i always say when i'm mentoring or working with people is because i'll get great questions like what you just asked or many of the ones that have been here my rule of thumb is that once you know how to do something say whether it's grounding maybe it's creating a energy shield, whatever it may be, <laughs> if you are doing it in love, in a positive way for yourself or others, meaning it's for your highest good or for others, right? And you're not going to hurt anybody else. You're not going to hurt yourself. And you come up with, say, a different way to do something. Or, or like you just asked, Michelle, could you call your energy back that the entity has of you? Why not? Absolutely. You could call it back, excuse me, ask for it to come back in love and light, however you want to. But my point is that I believe you can do, you can do whatever you can think up as long as those parameters are met. It's meant for you or another person, say you're doing it for or working with their highest good and it's meant in love and positivity. I don't think you can go wrong. Now, again, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but that's what I think. Because I get some people asking me, say, a different way to do something or um, either they've come up with it or they've received it from spirit or maybe it's a bit easier way for them to do it. And I always say, sure, why not? As long as you meet those parameters. And Julie says, um, I might also be an internal entity versus an external entity. Absolutely. And Kevin says... Um, I agree. If you're not sure what you're dealing with, you could do more harm than good. Absolutely. And hard to know by what another is telling you they think it is. That's my whole point. So I usually try not to. I'm not 100% perfect. Nobody is. That's why if we say when we see different clips on, especially the thing at the foot of the bed or whatever it may be, I always say I need more information. Plus, I, I just wouldn't use, try not to use a blanket statement with someone. And especially like, we don't know what this is. So to just tell everybody that when you've got a mimic, you need to cord cut and ignore it. That worked for you and what you were dealing with. And that's great. I, and again, I'm not being judgmental here, but I think we have to be careful when we're telling people 
how to get rid of things or how to do things that we need the the whole story because I think everybody's story is unique. And even just by what I've just shared with you about, like I said, this Joe McMonagall shared that he experienced, it was in Vietnam, it wasn't in Thailand. The gentleman who told him years later, he was with the military over in Thailand and had almost the exact same type of experience. And they still weren't able to say what this was. It looked humanoid, couldn't really see the face. It was up on two legs had a human form, but you don't know what that was. Was that supernatural? What was it? And so my rule of thumb is if you're not sure what you're dealing with, I would, I would connect with somebody that can help you or connect you with someone that is better versed at dealing with these things. And there are people out there that are better versed at dealing with them. And like I say, you guys have made some great points. And that's why I showed that video. Like, I don't want to bash this girl because I appreciate her putting herself out there. It takes a lot of guts to put yourself out there. And like she said, people can be not so nice on social media, especially when you're discuss discussing these topics. So, um, well, that's another way. Uh, Diane says she's cleared entities with uh, Reiki clearing. Yeah, whatever works for you. I think we all have different uh, skill sets. I think we all have different gifts. And I think, again, just like there is in muggle life, if you'll call it, there are people that are trained and have a gift to be able to work in different areas versus, say, someone else. Just like I said, the electrician or you got a health problem. And if you can, you're going to go seek medical attention now whatever medical attention is to you in your life or what you're open to but you're not just hopefully going to just dilly dabble and and open up google and say yeah this is going to fix the gangrene on my foot you see where i'm saying because you you've got your whole foot and leg to lose taking a chance like that never mind possibly your life so that's where i'm going with this so you're going to go to someone who is well worse in well-versed in dealing with this and hopefully stopping safe, God forbid it was gangrene. That's where I'm going with this. And I know that, that, that we're comparing apples and oranges to here, uh, to each other here, but are we really right? Just because one you can see in is tangible and the other one is energetic. I think we need to be very careful. And I also think that we need to look at things on a case by case basis. Like I would have had no problem if this person had, this Morgan had said, um, what I did and this worked for me because yeah, then it worked for you. That's great. And I, that was wonderful. You shared your experience, but that doesn't mean that it's going to work for everyone because is it a mimic? Is it something else? Is it a shapeshifter? Is a mimic a shapeshifter? It all depends on perspective and what your beliefs and your experiences are, right? I'm just going to check Instagram here. I absolutely love people that message me, especially my friends, but they always forget I'm live on Monday nights. <laughs> always. <laughs> so Julie says positive and negative and everything. We need the contrast. And I agree. And I think that if it resonates with you, you got to go with what resonates, but I can't say that there is nothing negative out there or that something in the paranormal can't hurt you. Is everything lurking around a corner to jump out and claw and scratch you and hurt you? No, but to use a blanket statement, 
in this area and say that there's nothing in the paranormal that can hurt you, I, I disagree. And again, I could be wrong, but I know from personal experience as well as speaking to hundreds of people over the past few years of experiences they've had or things they've gone through that it can happen. Do we need to run around in fear? No, but I think we need to be aware of it and we do ourselves a disservice by saying it doesn't exist. And again, that's just my belief system. Diane, absolutely. She's mentioning about DRUGSs and alcohol. I, yes, I think anything that can lessen our energy field or aura can definitely leave us open to attracting something more negative. Remember, negative um, like attracts like energy. I also believe, and there's many of us out there that can tell you that are doing this type of work, that if you're meant to be doing it and you choose to ignore it, spirit sometimes will gently nudge and nudge in a positive way. And then they give you a little bit more of a shove, a little bit more of a shove, a little bit more of a shove. Where I'm going with this is I have met people who, and this is with no judgment, where you'd mention with DRUGSs and say alcohol, that it kind of leaves their energy field more open for something more negative to get in. I almost feel like somebody that I know a few people that are, you know, how gifted they are spiritually and energetically, but they're not doing that work by their choice, which is fine, but they're utilizing these, these substances and they have a lot of problems with negative entities. And I've run into that. It's just a theory I have. And it's almost like it's like maybe if you chose to follow your, your path, and I don't say this to them, that's just my thoughts. It's not my job to tell somebody what their, their path is. It's just, if you will, an observer from the outside looking inwards. I hope that makes sense. Um, sorry, I'm getting behind in comments here. Talk about this for hours. So Julie said many entities are not attached via cord from what I understand. Yes, that's where I was going. They're not attached with the cord. No, at all. So what are they attached by? So that's where I'm going with this. So I'm glad it worked for her. But again, and she had said someone else could do it for you. So I don't know. I think there's a lot more to her story. I just seen that one video. So Kevin or Z Sun Dragon says, yes, Julie, balance is important. And some workings could trap something in if they don't know about leaving a window open to allow an exit for the negative to exit and know how to tell when it left. And I agree. I think you're going to add something else to that, Kevin. I don't know if it cut it off. And, and to close said window, like when to close said window agreed. And Diane said, um, something about you had something come from Thunder Bay. That's where I live to assist me with energy lost. Um, I'm so sorry, Diane. I can't really understand what your comment is there, what you've typed. I'm so sorry. So Julie says, uh, no, you release entity and remove it from the crystal not giving up my shamanic crystal. I hear you. I knew there probably had to be more in it. Like I said, that's not how I do it, but that's how you do it. And you've been trained to do it. And I know how good you are at what you do. So there you go, everybody. So not leaving the crystal to find. I am not a shamanic practitioner. I have very little knowledge about it, except for the bare minimum of having a session and um, 
doing a wee bit of research, but I would by no means ever even remotely call myself a shamanic practitioner because I am not. <laughs> um, and Kevin says, if not using Julie's crystal. <laughs> um, so Michelle said, curious on your thoughts, the interaction somehow with negative spirits, would that be in our earth plan? Like everything that happens, we plan before we come here. Again, just my thoughts. I don't think that everything that happens here, we plan. I don't think that happens at all. Do I think there's certain people that we're going to meet in our life or certain bigger life events? Yes, I do believe that that could be contracted or agreed upon before we come into this lifetime. But no, I don't agree that everything that happens is pre-planned because why would we come, right? Like why bother? What's the surprise in that? Or, you know, I think, I think we have the right to come here and screw it all up. We could have a, you know, I want to learn this and this and this for my soul to grow and evolve. And we could come here and not do any of it because of the spiritual amnesia, meaning we don't remember why we're here. Never mind, we have free will. Um, could interactions with negative spirits um, be in our earth plant? Possibly. I've had many people, including my co-host David, ask me before we talked about it on air, do I believe my experience that I had in my previous home could have been planned for before my incarnation? Yes, because I know I would not be doing what I'm doing had I not had that experience, that was the furthest thing from my mind. But we also have to remember that sometimes things just happen. So I guess I want to be careful with saying, because um, it's a good question you've asked, Michelle, the inter um, do you think the internet actions with negative spirits, could that be in our earth plan? I, I think it can, but I don't want to make it sound like, how do I want to word this? That we plan to meet with negative spirits and have these experiences, like kind of like it's our own fault. We chose it. I think that in the cliche that everything happens for a reason, I think it's almost like it's a, a an impetus or a light switch to turn something on to maybe help us go in a different direction. The other thing I can tell you, which in the beginning was not open to, and I had a hard time wrapping my mind around, but I now have no problem whatsoever with it. I do know many of incredible people who are healers, who help others clear houses or work, you know, rid their life of these type of things. I could go on and on and on that not only work, they would consider themselves working in the light, but they not only work with spirits of the light, they do work with some dark spirits as well. So, and I do know that. And um, that was the part I had a hard time wrapping my mind around but not everything is painted evil, right? Could there be something that sort of walks in midline that if it's pushed, it, it can go towards a negative or evil. And then you got to look in the eyes of the beholder, meaning who's judging it with the eye of the evil, that it's evil, right? Do you see what I'm saying? But I do know, and I, and I, I can't tell you actually how many I have run into, and maybe it's because I'm open to it now, Myself, I don't do that. Am I saying I'm never going to do that? I'm not well-versed enough in it, nor would I be comfortable with it at the moment. But I don't have a problem if somebody shares with me that they work with 
various spirits that might be perceived as possibly more negative. And if you look at it, right, if you're able to work with something like that, know how to manage it, it's going to give you a lot different perspective when we are dealing with negative entities and energies versus only working with the light. I hope that makes sense. I hope it does. So Michelle goes, dang, time to go. Have a great show. Bye. Have a great day at work, Michelle. And um, yes, Julie, I've been thinking about this as well. She goes, you have to demonstrate dominion. And for people maybe who haven't heard of dominion, and I believe we do as human beings have dominion on this planet, that you have the right to tell something that is not from this dimension or meant to be here on this earth that it needs to leave that's what dominion is in the tiny little nutshell it's much bigger than that so diane says often spirit will call to your attention with a window or door knocking uh they could be needing your help and um i think she's saying in spirit is helping no i agree and they use this analogy often i'm gonna remember this analogy um and it usually happens with homes say with renovations, because I got to remember to tell people I get talking that if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Angel Rock with myself, Laura Lee Podman on 105.3 and 107.7 out of the beautiful city of New Orleans, Louisiana, to UFO Paranormal Radio. And sorry, you see the message here and I'm going, why is someone messaging me again? UFO Paranormal Radio and United Public Radio Network. Thank you. So when it comes to, hang on, I'm going to remember. Okay, with renovations. Have you ever noticed that when people say they had a little bit of activity and then when things start getting renovated, that's when the activity ramps up. So speaking in with what Diane is saying here, that spirit could be calling to your attention that they need help. I always use this analogy. <laughs> and I, we've run into this if we did this type of work. Say, for example, you pass very quickly, unexpectedly, and you don't realize you passed. And there are earthbound spirits that could be walking earth. I know I've run into them. I know others have. They don't really realize that they passed. And so you go back to your home and, you know, you're living your life. But all of a sudden, these strangers are living in your home. They're moving in and they can't hear you. They can't see you. You can't pick up the phone and call the police. And then, you know, they're taking your stuff out, doing all kinds of stuff. And then all of a sudden they start tearing your house apart, renovating. I don't know about you, but what are you going to do? I I know for myself, like, what are you going to do to make sure these people stop what they're doing? Because they are wrecking your house or you believe it's still your house. Now, don't get me wrong. Not every example of activity is that way. I use this extreme act example because yes many times there are spirits who need help and need help i don't believe that any spirit is permanently trapped here have i seen something darker that feeds off that energy maybe trapping us all here yes i have but eventually yes you know may, may need human intervention it may need a intervention from the spirit world, whatever it may be. There's many reasons why I believe we have entities and we have earthbound spirits, but I agree with you. That's why I use that analogy. Now, is it like that always? No, but it's just an example of, yes, could a spirit be needing help to cross over or to leave? Absolutely. So Kaysen says, I think it was Joe 
M, that remote view to dead man's spirit, go into the moon. And he, Joe, reached moon, some guardian type spirit and a loud voice to back off. So Joe, stop following the spirit. Are you talking about Joe Montaldo, um, Kaysen? Or are you talking about Joe McMonagall? I was just talking about. Um, oh, okay. So I seen a message from you, Kaysen. I thought it was about now. It's about later. Okay, I'll take a look at that afterwards. I'm not sure what Joe you're talking about, um, but the fact that you're talking about the moon and stuff, I wonder if it's Joe Montaldo. If it's Joe Montaldo, I'm going to give him a shout out. He owns UFO Paranormal Radio Network in United Public, and he started this over 25 years ago. He's got some great shows. He's got UFO Undercover. He's got News on the Flip Side. Um, he's got his, The Centralist on Friday night. He was doing The Gray Zone Uncensored with Michelle DeRoger. I know that's on hiatus right now, but I believe it may be coming back at some time. So he's got lots of great shows, and he provides us a wonderful platform for us to all have these shows to connect with all of you and share our thoughts and these wonderful conversations. Um, Kathy Hanley Little, I thought cord cutting is for forgiving. It can be, but you can also do ho'oponopono for forgiveness, right? Cord cutting, I would say, has many purposes, but what if you think of it it's not, but if you think of it like an electrical cord plugged into one person and plugged into another, right? And maybe you're no longer connected with that person. Maybe you've had to stop that energetic connection for whatever reason. How do you unplug that cord, right? Or cut that cord. So it could be for anybody that's energetically attached to you or you to them, where you no longer feel that that cord serves either one of you, if that makes sense. So could it be used for forgiveness? Yes, but that's not the only reason. And I have seen examples of this where, and I usually tell people, I don't use cord cutting in my practice all the time, but if I do, I do tell people, don't be surprised if that person you've done that cord cutting with, maybe you haven't talked in years, that they message you or they call you and they don't know why they've messaged or called you. They just say, Hey, I just started thinking about you and I really felt like I needed to call you or message you, but I don't know why. Because a lot of people don't realize that we have these energetic cords. So when we cut it, the person may feel it, but not know what that is. Just knowing that all of a sudden they're feeling or thinking of the other person. So, Cord cutting can be used for a variety of reasons, Kathy. And for anybody that wants more information on it, if you just Google reasons for cord cutting, how to do cord cutting, I have seen, I have an article saved actually on why somebody had thought cord cutting is not a good idea. So I think it's up to the person that if you do a bit of research and, and check out the information on it, and it feels like it resonates or it feels right for you to give it a try. Um, if you do your research and you even come across something that someone thinks it's not a good idea and that resonates, then maybe you're meant to try something else. And again, Kathy, I really feel, and I'm not saying that's wrong because you could use cord cutting if you really wanted for forgiveness, I guess, or for forgiving. But, um, Cord cutting, I believe, is for cutting the energetic connection. So if you're going to forgive someone, you could 
I guess, cut that energetic connection. Like you're never going to lose the memories or anything you've experienced with someone. But for me, I know the one thing, and if you're not sure what it is, it's Ho'oponopono. Or if you even look up Hawaiian forgiveness prayer, I think it is. And it's, I'm sorry. Thank you. I love you. And something there's something more with it. It's not very long, but it's very beautiful. I think Joe Dispenza uses that quite a bit if you look it up. And I find that's a really beautiful way to forgive people. Because forgiveness is really a gift to ourselves, right? We don't ever have to forgive something horrible somebody has done to us, but we try to forgive the person who did it. And it really is a gift for yourself. It really is. So Liam says, um, I didn't want to sever the cord. If I didn't want to sever the cord, I would do a cleansing of the cord. I've learned about doing that from a psychic medium I'm friends with. It really works. If it works for you, that's great. If that's something you really wanted to do. Um, I can't say I've ever come across that, but if it worked for you, that's great. And I'm not saying it doesn't exist. It's just I've never used something like that. Because again, I think it, we have to look at why we're cord cutting, right? To me, I guess if you want to clean up the energetic connection with another person, but we also need to realize that if you want to clean up an energetic connection, the only thing that you can do is clean up your end of the energetic connection, right? You, you can't force somebody else to clean up their energetic connection, nor can you force somebody else to change. So, Again, that was just coming from spirit, how I received it. Now, I'm not saying it's wrong, Liam. And if that worked for you, that's great. Same thing with forgiveness. I'm not saying that's wrong because if it works for you, that's great. But to me, cord cutting is severing that energy connection you have between you and the other person, right? That no longer serves your need or theirs in, in love and in highest good. So to me, it's usually about relationships um, with people, but we can develop cords with people that you just happen to go into a store, open a door and you smile at someone or you talk to them or whatever. Those ones usually aren't the big energetic cords though. It's the ones that we develop amongst people. And the reason why too, you may want to sever a cord is there are people that can physically drain your energy emotionally, spiritually. I mean, I could go on and on, but where I'm going with it is some people can do it uh, purposefully. There are others who don't do it purposefully, but do it purposefully. And those are energetic vampires or, or psychic vampires, if you will. And they will take your energy. And we've I, I've been around people like that where you're around them and after five minutes you're absolutely exhausted and drained and you don't know why you are. I had a neighbor like that. And even before I knew about that kind of stuff and they were just constantly with delight in other people's misery and gossip and pain. And they, you know, it, they didn't have to get deep into that. I would just be around this person and I would feel drained and I could only tolerate about five or 10 minutes of them. It wasn't that I disliked them. I just felt like somebody had taken an energy vacuum cleaner and just sucked the life out of me. And that would be an energy vampire to me. I would use cord cutting with that because I didn't, and I would also make sure if I was around them that I had myself in a real bubble of protection 
if I did have to have interaction with them because I knew, and it wasn't just once or twice, it was any time I was around this person. And I noticed it long before I ever knew what a psychic vampire or energy vampire was. So there are people like that out there. So that's how I think of energy or cord cutting. And again, if it works for you and you're using it for other reasons, so be it. Like I said, if you're doing it with your highest good and someone else's highest good and you're doing it with love or for their highest purpose and yours, and it works, just because of what I say doesn't mean it's right or wrong. If it works for you, then keep doing what you're doing. And Kaysen says, maybe that banging was a premonition to what was going to happen in the future. What happened was what uh, was not good. It's like I lived in another dimension 10 years ago. Hmm. Well, we don't always know the reason why things happen. Hi, Herbert Lopez. Sorry, I'm so uh, behind. So Diane Brighton says, did weekly clearings of people who had entities from a local bar one was demonic that i would believe absolutely and then like julie says this is important we are more powerful than any spirit i agree and it reminds her of the uh sixth sense movie i see dead people <laughs> um oh okay case and so you were talking about joe mcmonagle i gotcha Gotcha. Okay. He had so many interesting stories. Like I said, a friend of mine had sent me this and it was so weird. I was sending our, the guest I had last week, a bunch of information after the show about uh, remote viewing. And during the show, my friend had sent me this. So I spent a couple days watching it. I got it. I got it case. No worries. I understand who you're talking about. Um, and Julie says cord cutting um, also helps cut the cord to a past life that is holding you back. Absolutely agree with that. Thanks, Julie. You spelt it. That's exactly what I was talking about. Ho'oponopono. And that would be like the forgiveness process prayer. It's very simple. It's very easy. That is what I love to use for forgiveness and will suggest to someone else. So again, Kathy says thanks. And and again, Julie, uh, Kathy, if you're what you're doing works for you, by all means. And I, if not, I hope that that helps you. So uh, Julie wrote it down for me. Ho'oponopono. This is what it is. Thanks, Julie. She wrote, please forgive me. That's step one. Step two is thank you. Step three is I love you. And... I thought there was one more step. Maybe I'm wrong. Sorry, you are right, Julie. I wrote the wrong name. Julie wrote it down for me. So let's go through it again. Ho'oponopono is, uh, why does this not want to scroll back up? It is, uh, I'm sorry. Thank. Uh, please forgive me and thank you. I thought there was one more step. I thought there was four. And Diane wrote the same thing. And she also wrote, some people can feed off your energy. And Julie is absolutely right. I said Joe Dispenza because I actually had seen a video series with him, but it's not. It is Joe Vitale. That's who it is, who promotes and teaches the Ho'oponopono prayer. So thank you very much for that, Julie. I really appreciate that. I'm calling all this stuff off the top of my head. So, um, so Kevin says, if it's harmless, leave it, LOL. My thoughts on course, but yeah, if it's causing drain, uh, what I was talking about, then yeah. But if it's a line of energy that you don't hate or 
it's not harming anyone, then maybe leave it be. Yeah, I agree. It's not causing you. If it's not broke, don't fix it. How about that? <laughs> That's how I, I, perfect. I agree with you 100%, Kevin. Absolutely. There's no need to mess with it if it's not bothering you. Plus, I don't think as human beings, we're ever going to be completely free of every cord that we've ever connected or made with another person or past life or anything like that, right? Uh, so, Kaysen asks, is that cord cutting is used to work only with relationship issues or can it be used to cut connections with anything negative? I believe it could. It could, I guess, depending on what you're talking about negative. Like I said, th that's how this whole conversation started with this Morgan who said that you have to use cord cutting to cut ties with a mimic. And you know what? Like I say, if you, my thoughts are use the rule that I suggested. You don't have to, but if it resonates, you're doing it for your highest good or whomever you're doing this for in their highest good and doing it in love and from a positive perspective, give it a try, see what happens. Um, so you could, everything is energy. So I think I know why you're asking this case. And so you certainly could try it. You certainly could try it and see what happens. See what happens. Everything's energy. So uh, Roger Garz is here and says, good morning, everyone. Yeah, there is one. I thought so. Kevin says there is four. Uh, we keep missing one. And this is about Ho'oponopono. I'm pausing. Now I got to look it up because there is four. I know there's four because I've done it before and I know there's four steps. Let me see. It'd take me two seconds. Ho'oponopono. I'll put steps. Hopefully my typing will work out okay. No, I don't want to buy. Um, okay. Yeah, there is four phases. It says, just say, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. So we forgot the, the first part. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe that was implied. But yeah, there's four stages. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And I love you. And you can just, I just typed Ho'oponopono so quickly. Mm -hmm. I didn't put the hyphen or anything in here. I put Ho'oponopono steps and you'll find it super easy. Um, did, yeah, Julie probably did it. It's probably my writing because I know she knows how, and Diane does too. It's pro, or my reading, I should say. I've been talking straight for almost two hours. That's the problem. Or you can do ancestral clearing. Yeah, you can. Um, like I said, I'm going to scream from the rooftops, Julie, Jean Bassett because I am telling you some of the stuff she has helped me with from childhood, very traumatic. And I know many people she has worked with that has helped as well as, as speaking of animal communicators, my German shepherd is coming over saying, hi mom. And she thinks she's a lap dog, don't you Emmy? So, um, and she, well, I'm not even going to begin to explain. She's got some great videos she's put out there to explain what sh a shamanic practitioner does. Mm -hmm. Julie, I think, are they on your website or are they on your YouTube channel under Julie Jean Bassett? So check it out, you guys, because um, I, I have regular clients and I've had one as of recent that it came up from Spirit that I ended up connecting Julie and this person together. Um, so I just go with whatever Spirit gives me. Yeah, Julie says there are free um, YouTube prayers on Ho'oponopono. There absolutely are. You guys, we are almost out of time. We got like five minutes left and that's it. Like, how does this happen? Okay, so Julie has 
what a shamanic practitioner does with her in her practice because you'll get to see what she does and how she works and why she does what she does and so on and so forth believe me i will tell you if you are looking into someone to help you with healing and it really resonates with you and you're looking forward to it consider it a gift to yourself because i really believe like obviously you're going to check the person out and if you feel like you resonate with them they've got you know you've looked at reviews or you've talked to people that have worked with them if you thought they've helped a lot of people might want to look into it it may help you with some things that maybe what you're doing already may not may help as an adjuvant meaning an additive to what you're doing excuse me doing or it may actually help you tap into a different part of healing that you haven't looked at so definitely check it out check out julie jane bassett she's awesome roger goes wait i just got here roger you're late roger rabbit it's not my fault <laughs> and tell Faye, i'm so sorry you guys these people that are trolls and hackers poor Faye. roger's wife got hacked on facebook and if you can believe it or not i didn't mess message her because i knew there'd probably be 100 people messaging her because this person sent out a friend request and then i could not believe this this i could not stop myself from commenting on today if i know Faye's probably in the background there had to be 30 people commenting geez all you need to do is contact so and so they can unlock your account they can unhack your account they can do this it's like seriously seriously just out oh i always say to people like that and i say it's not my job to judge but you know what i just wish they could see themselves for who they really are take that energy they're putting into hurting and cheating and stealing from others and put it into themselves and do something positive for themselves i'm serious I, I, I have actually written that when you get some scammer messaging you privately. Instagram, I find is really bad and TikTok. And if I have the time, I will actually say that. I will write them and say, you know, I really wish you could just take the energy you're putting into this and put it into yourself. Make life happy for yourself. Yeah, Roger goes, yeah, they did. Those guys are idiots. And Kaysen says, I watched some shamans work with uh, Bufo. Uh, toad hallucin hallucinogen on vice it blew my mind oh were you watching is it is this what's his name is it nick he's a biochemist there was a series on vice a few years ago he's super tall and uh he actually tries all these hallucinogens from around the world he works with shamans all different types of people and then because he's a biochemist I, he gets into the breakdown of it and what causes it and what have you and what he experiences and what he goes through it was actually quite interesting to watch that show and i hate to do this to you guys but i have to leave i love doing shows with you and that's why i i mean the guests that was supposed to be on tonight um they're going to be on at the end of march so they're going to be on and next week i think i have somebody that's if i'm not mistaken coming on talk about thunder bay month here and he lives in Toronto, and him and his buddy have put out some really powerfully positive children's books out there. And um, I really resonated when I saw it. it was before Christmas and asked him to come on. So I believe that's who's coming on next week. 
And he's a real sweetheart, uh, Dave Mossman. I forget what his buddy's name is, but really positive message for kids and why they put it out there. He's a teacher in Toronto. So I think he's coming on next week. So we're going to have a fun show next week. So I want to thank you all. Julie says, great show tonight. Everybody say night. And I say night to y'all too. Um, stay tuned because uh, Phil and Julia Syracuse, friends of mine as well, are coming up with the Horselight Chronicles next. I want to thank everybody that was here tonight commenting and popping in. And like I say, I love doing shows with all of you. So if you want to get a hold of me, book a reading. I do energy healing. I do crystal Reiki therapeutic touch, which I don't touch anybody. It's a misnomer. And much more I do um, mentoring and teaching. You can get a hold of me on facebook.com forward slash angel rock or just message me on messenger. It's the quickest and fastest and easiest way to get a hold of me under Laura Lee Potvin. I am on every social media platform you can possibly think of, even alignment.com. Um, and you can find me either under that name or under the angel rock. Uh, so yeah, you can get a hold of me that way. And what else? I have two groups on Facebook, Paranormal University for All Things Paranormal and the Angel Rocker Tribe from some of the spiritual things uh, that we sort of touched on. We touched on spooky stuff tonight too. Um, also, don't forget that I will be back on Thursday with my good friend and very gifted uh, fellow medium, uh, David Hansel with the thing at the foot of the bed on Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I think it's 6 p.m. Central. And uh, don't forget our group that we have, the thing at the foot of the bed. You guys can share things in there. But we've had a recent member who decided every day that they should post in our chat that they had tickets for Taylor Swift and they had them for sale. Well, that will end up getting you blocked because that's what ended up happening. We gave them the benefit of the doubt once because I figured maybe they got hacked, but they kept on doing it. So nope, that's not the place to sell your Taylor Swift tickets that don't exist really. <laughs> but uh, we do want to hear if you've got questions or show ideas or you've got spooky stuff you've run across or, you know, anything funny to do with the paranormal or questions. We would love to... Um, love to hear from you on there and as david came up with it's a great idea when we get to 200 subscribers or to the group you don't have to pay for anything it's free uh david and i are going to start going live in there doing free one question readings and such around the show that's also where we post a lot of the links to videos and photos and clips and things that we show on the show especially for people that are listening from an audio perspective and maybe have a hard time finding it all right, so we will see you on Thursday next. Stay tuned for the Syracuses. Sending you all so much love and light. Stay spooky, everyone. We'll see you on Thursday and then next Monday again. Okay, take care, everyone.